You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 15 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. And I am delighted to welcome onto the line it is Tom Hiscott, the editor of the excellent Toolstation Western League bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, actually. Yeah, yourself? <laughs> I'm not too bad. Yes, I am. Um, Good. I'm still coming to terms with <laughs> with a with a with a difficult Saturday in Gillingham. We we're gonna be talking yes. about that later in the podcast, so I won't I won't um labour that point just yet. But um we've got a very uh we've got an excellent podcast for you uh this week. We are hearing um from um Paul Down, the manager of Gillingham, who triumphed against the mighty devices in quite spectacular fashion. We'll Yes, we'll deal with that later. Uh, and we are also hearing from Kensham Town's manager. Kensham are a side that we've been talking a little bit about over the last couple of weeks, and I really thought it was about time we got John Allen on the podcast, and I'm very pleased to say that John um, made himself available for an interview this week. So that's um, that's absolutely excellent. We will kick off with the um, fixtures on Saturday, the 6th of November, and um, we're going to start off in Bridgewater, um, it was a close run thing, wasn't it, for the visit of Millbrook? Yeah, absolutely. I think on paper you probably, yeah, Bridgewater. You see them at home and you think they're probably, yeah, get a, get a win more often than not. But um, Millbrook have gone there with a little bit of confidence, a, a good good victory last weekend, and and they managed to follow that up uh, a one nil victory away at Bridgewater. So that's two wins on the bench, which I think has doubled their their seasonal tally before that. They'd only won twice going into last weekend's game. So two wins on the spin. Uh, and it was a goal 15 minutes from time in this one. Ross Hamilton, uh, I think it was a header. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that proved to be enough for, for Millbrook to, to claim a yeah, pretty pretty memorable one. They'll win away at Bridgewater. So uh, yeah, Millbrook definitely a team on the rise, I think. Excellent stuff. Now, poor old Bridport, uh, another defeat. Uh, to talk about Tom, but uh, you know, I think actually we should applaud the uh, the local support because they, you know, they do come out and support their team. I sp- and 126 saw this one. Yeah, certainly. Um, obviously, Bridport. Yeah, not not where they'd want to be in the table, but uh, a good good deal for Coombe side visited them on the weekend, and it was pretty tight. Um, yeah, they, I mean, in the end, it was a four 0 victory, but uh, it, it took took off him a little while to. To get going, but it was Liam Shaw. He was the the star star attraction on Saturday. He scored a hat trick uh, for the away side uh, to, to to lead them to victory. There was also a goal from Ollie Stevens in the final 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, Ilford Coombe eventually running out four 0 victors. So uh, yeah, back on back on back on track for them. Now I think our next game is the game that I picked on last week's podcast as my my game of the week. Uh, Canesham Town entertain Buckland Athletic. Buckland, of course, in third, going very, very well. We know that they've got a very good Western League pedigree. I think in recent seasons they haven't perhaps met their own ambitions, but this season they seem to be going very well indeed. But it was a case of the irresistible force meeting the immovable object here at Mm -hmm. Canesham. Yeah, it was a really good game, I think, um, this one. And it was Canesham. Uh, who came from behind to to gain the 2-1 win. Uh, And it was, uh, yeah, as I say, kept coming from behind because Buckland had gone ahead in pretty spectacular fashion. Uh, 14 minutes in, uh, it was Kieran Bridger, uh, fired home from from long distance, uh, put them them 1-0 up and, uh, yeah, on track for, well, winning away at game should be a... Uh, be, a, be a hefty result, but they weren't able to, to pull it off, unfortunately. It was one of your favourites who managed to to spark the turnaround. It was Dan Cottle. Uh, a curled finish from him uh, towards the end of the first half, um, made it 1-0, uh, and then the game was, uh, well, 
I suppose, decided early in the second half. Uh, Cottrell scoring again, uh, completing his brace and, uh, yeah, handing handing Buckland their first defeat since mid-September. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a rare thing, Buckland losing in the league. Uh, but, yeah, your man Dan Cottrell and uh, Kenshin managed to pull it off on Saturday afternoon, a 2-1 win uh, for the home side there. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That young man is worth the attendance fee anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, another man who's worth the attendance fee, of course, is uh, Kenshin's uh, manager, John Allen. Always enjoy speaking to John on the Tool Station Westerly podcast, and this occasion was absolutely no different. Uh, and I started off by talking to John about just how far he's come. Of course, regular listeners to the podcast over recent seasons will remember Canesham's title-winning side that took them into the Premier Division. Well, they've built in that time, and they're building still. So I started off my conversation by reflecting with John on just how far they've come in the Western League. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we've, uh, we've had a good start to the season, Ian. Um, we progressed well. You know, we're in November now and, you know, we played them. We played them earlier on the season and we drew two all. Um, I wasn't actually there for that game. It was one of the ones I've missed in five years. I was ill and uh, my, my assistants took it, Russ and Josh. And by all intents and purposes, we, we did really well that game. Could have come away with summer. Um, so we knew that we were starting to compete with the likes of Buckland now and we were prepared for a, a really tough game on Saturday. I think it says a lot for your recruitment that, of course, the winning goals or both of the goals were scored by by Dan Cottle. How much of a of a difference has, has he made to your side? Yeah, I mean, it was you know, a bit of a coup for the club to get him. Uh, we we signed him. I think he made his debut. Came off the bench at Cleveston, um, and with an immediate impact, we were we were two 0 down. I think he came on, set one up, and, and scored. Um, and yeah, he's he's just added to added to our strike force. He's, he's had a great start with Kingsham. He's you know, he's really enjoying his football and are showing in his performances on uh, his link-up play with the likes of uh, Will Elston, and who's scored 14 goals this season, and Jordan Meadows and Matt Brown. And, um, you know, it's, it's given us now, you know, at the sharp end, we look, we look like now we can we can go on the pitch and we can pretty much win any game of football with the strike force we've got. So, yeah, it's definitely improved us. And I think that's one of the main reasons, I think, you know, we've had, we've had a good start to the season. We, we signed Will in the summer, um, from Poland and he made a huge difference to our forward line over the years we've been incredibly reliant on Matt Brown to score score our goals and in fact this year he got his I think he scored his 100th no 99th 101 and 102nd goal in a, a hat trick at Wing Canton so you know we're not abreast of goals but he needed a bit of support so Will's come in and, uh, and did a fantastic job uh, he scored 14 goals already I think he's in the top 6 in the league for goal scorers and you know backed up by Jordan Matters who you know, can unlock any defence on any given day, and we've added Dan to that as well. So now, you know, I think one of the reasons why we've had a, a good start to the season, and, we, and to answer your question, we can compete with the likes of Buckland, is because at the sharp end, where it's the hardest thing to do, you know, we we have a strike force now where we, we believe that we can, on any given game, we can we can score goals. In fact, I think we're averaging just under three or three a game at the moment. So. Yeah, we've uh, we've certainly improved it in in key areas, and I think that's given us a given us the you know the lift we needed to, to start progressing and playing against the top teams in the league. Buckland, of course, are flying high in third. You're now only one point behind them. You're in sixth. Now, I think everybody was expecting the sides in Devon and Cornwall to be towards the top of the table, but I think few people before the start of the season would have expected Canesham to be where they are now. You're um, you're certainly turning the form book on its head. Yeah, we've uh, we've kind of gone slightly under the radar a little bit. I think, you know, I, you know, I totally understand people would probably think... You know, we we 
lower end of the table, maybe mid-table would be a really good season for us. And, you know, when we sat down with Rush and Josh and James and Rich at the start of the season, you know, the team that assists me, and we, we talked about targets. Um, and, you know, a mid-table finish before signing anyone would have been a, a good season for Kingston, I think. But, no, our ideas and, and no, our, our feelings on where we can land now have changed. I think that was certainly born out of the pre-season. We had some of the performance we had through pre-season. Certainly some of the recruitment we've done has, has, has helped the team uh, and the squad. Um, and then we had a fantastic start. And, uh, you know, three, three straight wins on the banks against local rivals. Um, and the way we went about that uh, in the manner we did it, um, certainly gave you know a springboard of confidence to go on and you know you start to realise you've got a little bit of momentum and, and realise hang on we've got to the next level here as a team and you could see that early doors in the season and I think that's helped us with our confidence I think you know football's a lot about confidence and uh, we, we've certainly shown a lot of it we're, we're a lot tougher to beat this year as well um, which I think has helped um, we lost Ash Clark in the summer, uh, which was, was a big blow for family commitments. Um, when we've taken Seth Locke on loan from Fruit, I think we had a good season at Bishop Sutton last year, and he's he's done well. He's better than really well, young goalkeeper. Um, and along with Scott Gregory and Sam Jones, who we signed from Westbury and Oddane, uh, just in, just just made the the squad stronger, more competitive, a lot more people playing for their places. And I think with what we talked about earlier in the, the sharp ends, you know, we're a little bit more resilient now. Um, we can hang in games. We, it's, it's, no, it's no coincidence. You know, we've, we've come from behind a lot of times this season. That's something we didn't do in the previous two years in, in the Prem. You know, if, if we went behind, we couldn't really kind of, we, we rarely came back and won. But this year, you know, some of the combats we've had have been incredible. You know, we, we've literally, in fact, our last three games, we've been a, we've been a goal down and won all three of them. Um, when I go back to Cleveland, we were 2-0 down. If you go back to early on the season at Helston, we were 4-1 down and 5-2 down. But, you know, this group of lads will never give up. You know, we'll, we'll fight all the way to the end and, and credit to them all. In, in every department, our midfield has been has been excellent as well. Um, we lost uh, Hardy Purnell, who is very well known in the Western League. He's a very experienced player and is our captain. Uh, we lost him to a bad injury. And uh, young Sam Jones has come in from Oddane and sat in our midfield and, and really has softened the blow from, from us losing our, our talisman, really. So, yeah, it's been a group effort, a team effort on and off the pitch. Um, we believe we're in a place now where we feel we can start challenging. We're, not, we're certainly not looking like where it's probably predicted to be lower end or mid-table. You know, we, we want to... We, we've got our targets in our change room where we, where we want to go and see where we can end up. But we're in there now. We're six. It's, it's, you know, you're not six in the league through luck. You know, we've got there because we've worked hard. One game's of football. And I think once we start to bed down a little bit more and, you know, new signings start setting a little bit more, I think you know, a lot more wins are, will be ahead of us. It's fascinating to hear you talking about your team there because um, on the podcast I speak to managers every week who talk about the problems that they're having with availability and a lot of it I think is the the sort of the the impact of the of, of the coronavirus where people haven't been able to go on holiday they haven't been able to get married you know they haven't been able to see friends or family so of course there's a lot more competing interests on a Saturday afternoon than necessarily playing football for our our young men I mean what's availability been like for you? Well, touch wood, we, we haven't been struck too badly by it. Obviously, um, I think pre-season we had one or two lads. I think when the old England European Championships were being played, I think you know, it kind of ripped through every every town. Um, so you know, we had a few lads that had to miss the old pre-season games. But and on the whole, we've been we've been very lucky. I know other teams haven't fared so well. Um, so it hasn't really affected us. You know, we're still kind of cautious of it. So. 
for instance, what we do is um, we don't. We're still not sharing water bottles. You know, we're still. So we're taking a, still a few measures that we're putting in place, but we've we've been we've been touched with lucky with with availability. I, I will say that. Um, so yeah, and hopefully, long may that continue. So that's your team. What about the teams that you've been facing? We're nearly halfway through the season in terms of the fixtures played. Which sides have impressed you the most, John? Um, well, we played Helston twice. Obviously, they're new to the league, and I think you know uh, they're they're a strong outfit. We lost narrowly at home uh, and got an incredible point down there when when you just thought all was lost. Buckland again Saturday, very strong side. You know, very good, very good, and we had to play well Saturday. You have to play well to to, to be. I mean, I personally tip Buckland. You know, started this season to be right up there and, and pushing for the title. Um, Shepton Mallet, I thought were a really strong side. Had a really good start. I mean, we had. We drew twice with them, but you know it's always a hard game playing Shepton. Like really good football inside. Um, and again, they'll be up there or thereabouts. But you know we've we've actually fared really well against what would perceive to be the league, you know, the league favourites. I suppose on on paper we've we've gone away to Bitten and won four one. I said we went away to Helston and and drew. We went away to Buckland and drew. Um, we yet to play the Tavistocks. Um, the Tavistock is probably the team who have been have experienced of the league probably longer than anyone else in recent times and have, and have fared well. They've always been up there in the top four, I believe, you know, before the seasons were curtailed. And they're a strong outfit. So, but I'm playing them yet. You know, they're sat top of the league now. I'd imagine they'll be there or thereabouts, um, probably with the mention of some of the other names I've just mentioned as well. But it's a really open league, I think. I think it's a tough league. It's really hard. You know, on any given day, you see the results. No one would have probably really tipped them to beat Buckland Saturday, but we did. You know, it's anyone seems to be beating anyone now, and I think it's a lot more open this year than it has been for many, many years. Um, and I think that the influx of the Cornish, more of the Cornish sides, Devon sides coming in. Oh, Exmouth were never side didn't mention as well. We played down the BS2-0. They're strong actually as well. Um, but down there, I think they're all kind of metaphorically cutting each other's throats a little bit which, which opens it up and they'll probably think the same of what goes up up in Bristol as well you know no one would have thought Kingston went a bit in a one so I just think it makes for an open league and I think you know I think that consistency after Christmas and whoever can put a run together will will probably end up top but at the minute it just seems like it's really any any, any results are really hard to predict um, there's you know everyone's fighting everyone's strong you know even down the bottom Batwell have had some really close games and they're, they're sitting down there but you know they're a very competitive side we're yet to play Wellington we know Wellington are a very very good side Cab Reef we played last week I don't know third or fourth and bottom you know gave us a really good game so there's just no easy games and I think it's it's very open. Um, it's hard to call. I wouldn't like to put money on it at this stage. I think. I think let's get through the Christmas period, and I think after that it will start maybe opening up a little bit. But long way to go, and it could be a very interesting, um, a very interesting March, March and April. I think it it won't be done till the last month of the season. That's for sure. Well, those are the sides at the top of the table. Now let's talk about the one at the bottom, Bridport. You've got them on Saturday, but you can't really take anything for granted, can you? No. We'll, we'll prepare for Bridport as if we were preparing for Buckland last Saturday. Um, you know, it's, it's the worst thing you can do in football is take any team for granted. They came up to our place. Um, you know, I think they were a little bit patched up on the day, but do you know what? They fought right to the very, very end. They never gave up. You know, and they were credit to their management team on the day. Um, you know, we we know we've got a really tough game ahead of us on Saturday. Any away game in this league is hard, anyway. Um, so, you know, we're looking forward to it. We're in a, we're in a really good you know run of form. Um, we're 
we're sat lovely in the league where we, where we, you know, where we want to be, really. We're looking for another three points as we would as if we were playing Tavistock. We want to go and win that game. We want to go, you know, we'll go, we'll go to Bridport with the same attitude as if we were going to Tavistock away, put it that way. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll pay them all the respect they deserve. Um, but, you know, we'll be out there, we'll be competitive and we'll be looking to win the game. Well, then you've got a trip to Liscard in the Vars. Now, uh, is that a competition that you're relishing or is it a distraction from the Western League? No, we're relishing it because... Uh, our Vars record since I've been at the club for the last five years has, has not been great. Me and Russ kind of laugh about it quite a lot, whatever we should be, but we haven't had the best of cup runs since, uh, been a better cup team since we've been at the league and, and since we come to the club. So, you know, for the first time in a long time, the club's having a bit of a run. We're, you know, we're through in the Somerset Premier Cup. Um, we're, we're, we're probably, I think, the first time we've been in this round for 11 years in the Vars. Um, we want to prolong it, definitely. You know, we looking at Liscard, I know there was a bit of video footage from, from the Helston game, which we've had a look at, and, you know, they're doing really well in their league, I think they're unbeaten in the Peninsula League, so yeah, we know, you know, it's, again, it's another away trip for us, you know, we have to go to Newquay away, um, we came through that tough game, 3-2 away from home, coming from a goal down, um, in fact, goal down and 2-1 down, actually, um, and so we'll go to Liscard again, and it, we know it will be a really, really tough game, you know, again, we'll, we'll respect, we'll respect them as a team, um, but we'll be competitive and uh, we'll be looking to go on a run. It's really important for the club, you know, with with the likes of COVID, and, you know, what's happened to a lot of clubs, any any cup run where you can generate the finances for your club, it's going to be, um, it's going to be bad. I'm sure my chairman and our board of directors will want us to have a run and uh, we are certainly relishing it. It's helped us. We were, you know, we played a team Long Crendon, I think it was, from Oxford in the first round, or the preliminary qualifying round. Um, then we beat Newquay, so we've had, you know, so we had our third game in the Vars, and it's generated a buzz. And, you know, it's something to look forward to, and the lads are looking forward to it, and, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll give it a good shot. And, you know, we want to we want to progress as far as we can, because we are that team now on our day. You know, we, we feel like we can win any game of football, and in cup, you know, in cup football, you know, sometimes that can take you all the way. So, yeah, we're looking to, uh, we're looking forward to it, yeah. You know, see if we can get through that tough and then see what the draw brings us. We'll probably be away again and probably somewhere miles away because, honestly, the draws have been kind to us. And my thanks to John for his time. Now, moving on, we've got one more game we're going to sum up in the Premier Division, and it was Mousel, the visitors. My, what a, what a journey Cabri Heath would mm. have had. Was yeah. it a happy one, Tom? Yeah, unfortunately not. Coming up against a, a pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty good side. And Mousel, they're they're going good guns. Uh, four uh, for the last four games, they've got ten points. So they are, yeah, they're on, uh, yeah, one of the form dogs, as we say, uh, in in the in the division. Uh, Twelve minutes in, uh, Heath actually made a well, the best possible start. They went ahead. Uh, Josh Williams scoring, as I say, uh, inside the opening quarter hour. Uh, but Mousel soon hit back. Uh, goals from Callum McConey and Hayden Turner turning the game in there. Uh, their favour, and uh, yeah, they didn't really look back from there. Mark Goldsworthy seems to seems to be among the goals for them quite often, doesn't he? Uh, made it three one uh, before a recent signing Louis Price. And this was his debut for the club, uh, making an instant impact, uh, taking it to to four one. Uh, and then yeah, things got a little bit a little bit worse for Heath late on. Uh, Matt Huxley, uh, one of their one of their star turns, unfortunately still red. I think it was for two yellow, so hopefully he's not not suspended for too long. Uh, and it was, yeah, uh, eventually uh, Miles all running out 4-1 victors there. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. Hard to beat. 
With over 300 branches, there's always a tool station near you. Now, moving into the first division, and um, we start with two teams at the wrong end of the table, the Bishops of Lydiard and Hengrove Athletic. What was there to separate these two t- these two sides, Tom? Absolutely nothing in the end. It was a yeah, two-all draw. Uh, Hengrove twice, twice coming from behind to, to claim the uh, claim a share of the points, uh, but it was the Lids who made a yeah made the strongest start. Zach Ryder uh, scoring inside five minutes, uh, putting them one up, but he soon turned to turned to the villain of the piece. Unfortunately, he was given a red uh, after nine minutes, so a pretty yeah pretty entertaining start and uh, a pretty uh, fiery one as well. Uh, so it was uh, it was one nil to the host, but they were. Down a man for well for let's say over 80 minutes. So that was tough to tough for them uh, on Saturday, but they did. Yeah, as I say, in the end they got a point. But it was uh, Hengrove who obviously hit back Luco Ponsolo, uh, managing to to force the ball home towards the end of the first half, uh, sending them sending them in level. Uh, and uh, yeah, amazingly, Lydiard uh, started the second half um, yeah by going back ahead. Uh, a bicycle kick from outside the area by Jordan Haven. I want to see that one if possible. I'm trying to find a. Find a clip somewhere, maybe. Uh, and uh, yeah, he saw them regain the lead. So obviously the 10 men going up. Uh, but Hengrove did manage to, yeah, as I say, claw, claw something back from the game. And it was Ponslow again. Uh, I think it was about, yeah, about 10 minutes to go on the clock. Uh, he managed to, to rescue a point. And uh, that was how it stayed. So uh, I think both sides, both sides probably, you know, happy enough, but also potentially uh, a missed opportunity for Hengrove to, to go there and. And uh, yeah, grab all three points against uh, ten men for, for a large period of that match. But uh, yeah, two all that one finished. Can you give us the name of that Hengrove goal scorer again, Tom? Absolutely. I think it's Luco Ponsolo, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If apologies, if not, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he might let us know if not. <laughs> well, Luco is the winner of this week's name yeah. of the week on the podcast. And That's going to have you know, to be an actual thing. I, th- I think it probably is. I'm more than happy for you to button <laughs> and say there, there's our winner this week. Well, of course, last week we couldn't work out whether the winner of name of the week was a Bond villain or Billy. <laughs> That's true. And I think on this occasion, I can't work out whether he's on Strictly Come Dancing or he plays <laughs> Milan. Well, there we go. There we are. I just, I just hope I'm pronouncing them right. And uh, yeah, as I say, apologies to... All the all, all the players, if I'm not, but uh, yeah, doing my best. <laughs> now, you, well, you are doing your best. And if anybody <laughs> has a right to be annoyed with people's pronunciation, I can't even say it. If well, anybody has a right to be annoyed with people's pronunciation, it's me because my surname's Knockholds, and you can imagine the amount of things I've mm-hmm. been called over the years, probably by listeners of the podcast as much Maybe. as anything else. Anyway, let's move. Let's move swiftly on to Gillingham Town where the visitors were basement boys devises the town, looking for an opportunity to uh, to move off of the bottom of the of the first division. The the media team of Devizes Town, constituting me and my daughter Juliet, uh-huh. um, were fifteen minutes late for the kickoff. Oh. And when we got there, Devizes were three one down. So what did I miss, Tom? <laughs> you missed four of the 11 goals on, on Saturday, unfortunately. Uh, it was, yeah, and most of them came from for the home side. Uh, nine of them, in fact. So, yeah, 9-2 win uh, for Gillingham. And I think, having looked back over their, their results for the season, I don't think they'd scored more than three on any occasion in the league so far this season. So this was quite a yeah, quite a standout result for them. Uh, obviously, uh, a tough one for Devizes, who, yeah, I think disagree if you want, but recently they've shown shown signs of improvement. So I don't think anyone really saw quite this coming. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a nine-two win uh, for the home side. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> tough tough afternoon, I'd imagine. Obviously, you might be able to 
uh, divulge a little bit, but uh, James Boylan scoring a hat trick uh, for the home side, so I've given him a shout. And Elliot Beavis, I think he's, yeah, he's uh, among among the the players who generally gets a gets a goal every now and then for Gillingham. He scored twice more, so I think he's probably their their leading scorer so far this season. And there's a couple of goals, a couple of Aaron's on the on the score sheet. Aaron Rodriguez and Aaron Lane Lenny uh, as well, also scoring. So uh, yeah, uh, well, pretty big win for for Gillingham on the Saturday. It was one of those days where. Pretty much anything Gillingham did came off, and pretty much anything Devizes did didn't. Uh, I think it's an aberration. We've talked about Devizes' form over the last um, few weeks. It has got a lot better, and I think that uh, you've got to hope that actually the players um, learn from this experience, you know, and, um, and 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 things get a bit better. I mean, the other side that I'm sure will be, you know, the other side of the coin is um, is Gillingham, who um, had. Their form over the last month hadn't been particularly brilliant. They'd started um, life back in the Western League OK, but this is an opportunity for them really to to kick on because they certainly did show Devizes what they can do. It's a, it's a new ground um, that they're in, so people listening to this who haven't... Um, who been to the old Gillingham? You know, go and have a have a look at their uh, uh, their new ground. It was very nice. Lovely club, lovely people, very welcoming... Um, couldn't you know? Couldn't speak highly of them enough. And I thought, well, really, credit where it's due. Let's get Paul down on the podcast and um, and reflect on on obviously that result and also you know what makes the club tick. Uh, I started off my con- my interview with Paul by asking him what he made of the team's performance on Saturday. Well, certainly is it has to be our best performance of the season. Ian to score nine goals is you know it's a rarity. We were expecting a really tough game against Devizes, given their recent results. They've had a good run of results and a uh, good win behind us. The last few weeks haven't been, haven't been great, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, everything clicked for us this week. So, um, yeah, delighted with it. Yes, it was a challenging time for me, personally. I mean, have you got any encouragement for the Devizes fans? I have. You know, I think it was one of those games. We, we were out the blocks quick. Um, I think we were 3-0 up on 15 minutes. There's a good lads at, at Devizes, and, um, you know, you've got a good manager, I think, given time, and uh, the younger players will come good for you. As I say, your recent results at Devizes have been very good. Um, beat, I think you beat Bishop Sutton the week before, beat Hengrove. Um, so I think, it was, I think it was a one-off, Ian, if I'm honest. Um, everything we hit went in. It was a great finishing. We had two lads who got hat-tricks. Um, I think it was just one of those games from the Devices' point of view. And he scored a couple of goals and probably could have had a couple more on the day. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, obviously it's not easy losing 9 2 at any time. But um, I think Devices will recover. Um, I think they could um, certainly get off the bottom of the league. Now, there must be something about playing Wiltshire teams because your last win came against Warminster. Now, they are a very, very good side, but you have dropped some points against sides that are actually at the bottom or towards the bottom of the table since that win. So what's the last month been like for you? The last month has been great for us. Um, we've done very well against the better sides in the league, um, the Warminsters and the Weltons. Um, the teams around us, around that sort of bottom half of the league, we struggled against. Um, I'm not sure why, I can't put my finger on it. Um, we've got a bit of an experience ourselves, five or six players having their first season at this level. Um, and and I, think, I think players tend to look at the league table and look at positions of other teams and maybe sort of take 
take teams for granted and you can't do that in the Western one is you know we both know that I've been in the league with other clubs and it's a very competitive league top to bottom um, and if you just off it one week you'll get beat um, I, th- I thought the Bishops Lydiard game the week before was very competitive it ended up 3-8 it was probably a fair result in the day and we lost to Hengrove 2-0 a game that we could have won could have drawn ended up losing so it's been a disappointing couple of weeks that we haven't got a win on the board against teams in and around us, but um, obviously it was nice to put that right against devices. You're 13th in the table at the moment. Do you think that's a fair reflection on how your season's gone so far? I think it is, if I'm honest. It's a season I expected. First season back into the Western League, coming up from county football is never easy. We've brought seven or eight players that played in the county league side and we've added some Western League experience but you know it's going to take time and we knew it was going to be you know an up and down season first results wise I mean at the start of the season the aim is to consolidate our position in the league and um, hopefully build on that in the years to come if we can stay in the league this year and be competitive that will be a good season for us would it be fair to say that you know in the second half of the season you've done your learning, so you're looking up rather than down? Well, hopefully, yeah. I mean, hopefully Saturday's performance will, will give us you know confidence. As you said, we've had some good results against better sides. We've got no real consistency about our game at the minute, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can get that consistency certainly in the second half of the you know we've season. We've played twenty odd games now, so we're halfway through our our campaign, and yeah, we look to, to get more consistent. That's what the lads have to do moving forward if, you know, if they're going to be climbing the league. Now, I know you're a manager with Western League experience, but what have you made of the quality of the league since you rejoined with Gillingham? I have to say it's, it's not. there's not the quality there. When I first came into the Western League with Wincanton, which is, must be the best part of 10 years ago now, um, it was a very good league. Um, the standard was a lot higher. I've got to say, it's very, very competitive, but the, the standard is not as good as it was for me sort of eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, but it's a competitive league. Every every week is a difficult game. Um, it's either a very good league, Ian, or a very poor league. I'm not sure which of them. Well, let's talk about the very good teams in the uh, in the league. I mean, has anybody caught your eye this season that you've come up against? I haven't seen an outstanding team in the league. We played Welton um, and, and took a point off Welton. Um, the, they didn't play particularly well on the day, but given their results, I mean, you've got to say their consistency has been great. But obviously, they're better than, than what we faced that day, certainly. Um, Wincanton always impressed me. We had two doors at Wincanton, and an side of mine, they, they always impressed me going forward very good. I mean, Warminster, we beat 1-0, but they went down to 10 men quite early. Um, I, I think they're a decent side. Mm. Wales are a decent side. There's, there's some decent sides in there, but it's not the league it was. For me, it wasn't the league of, of eight, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. As I say, it's competitive, but without the quality. Now, I was very impressed by your new surroundings um, that I visited um, on Saturday. And I have to say thank you very much for your club's excellent hospitality and um, we met some lovely people on on saturday but um can you tell the listeners who haven't yet visited woodwater lane can you give us a whistle stop tour around your lovely new ground oh it's it's, 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 a, it's a lovely new ground great surroundings it's only just down the down the road or down the down the track from the old ground um pat and um the committee there done a fantastic job um as you said, 
the pitch is great, great, great surroundings. Um, obviously, we need a clubhouse at the moment. We've got a temporary clubhouse. Once we can get a permanent clubhouse, um, but I, I think the club can can move forward then. But um, yeah, they've done a great job. Floodlights are up now, and um, yeah, on, onwards and upwards for the club. You know, I've got to pay tribute to, to the chairman and, and the committee because to do what they've done to to take the um, voluntary demotion and come down a couple of leagues is never easy. It took a lot of criticism, um, and there's still a lot of people within the town that weren't comfortable with the decision and have not really supported us. I hope they come back to the club because, it, you know, it's a lot of work's gone in and um, hopefully it'll all pay off in the years to come. I, I certainly hope they come back because, you know, it, it's, a, it's a lovely ground and, uh, as I say, I was made to feel very welcome and, I, I you know, I... You know, it's everything that I love about Tall Station Western League football. So um, I would really urge anybody um, from Gillingham, you know, to, to give it a go because it's really worth it. Now, let's talk about your upcoming fixtures. Portishead away on Saturday. Now, that will be a difficult game, but I think given your performance on Saturday, it's got to be a winnable one, hasn't it? Yeah, I think they're all winnable, but <laughs> on the other hand, you know, we're the, we're the sort of side at the minute with our inconsistency that we, we can easily lose it. Um, we played Portishead first game of the season and, and to be fair, they, they were far better than us on the day and um, I think they beat us 3-0 at our place. But um, I think they're below us in the league at the minute, Portishead, so they're probably a little bit inconsistent as well. Um, if we can build on Saturday um, and take that confidence in, into the game, then we've got every chance. But uh, as I say, the moment the consistency is... Like most sides in our league, we're all we're all scratching around trying to get some sort of consistency, and, and only so far really Welton have achieved that in our league, from what I can see of the, of, of the points on the board. Maybe Cheddar, I think Cheddar are second. Um, you know, you look at all the other um, sort of seventeen, eighteen clubs; they're all struggling with consistency. So um, I can't, you know, at the moment I can't take any any result for granted or any performance really. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go there and with confidence obviously after Saturday and, and hopefully get another win on the board and of course a week after that it's Bristol Telephones at home after that Longwell Green and Hengrove away so this is on paper at least a, a good period of the season for you really to kick on you would think that wouldn't you but I mean I, I worry about those pitches more than I do playing the top teams um, as I say we, we've done well against the teams further up the league teams in and around us we struggled against so um, we won't be taking them for granted that's for sure I know you've got a big game coming up against Wimborne at home um, as well in early December so I, I really do hope that you know people get behind your wonderful football club and, and, and you know the town comes out and supports its football team yeah we're really hoping for a big crowd for that game I mean you know obviously it's a tough game man playing a team from the Southern League but it's, it's a great opportunity to show the ground off and get, and get some supporters down there and uh, I hope the town come out and support us and we can get some more support from within the town I mean the, the club is very well supported when they're in the Premier and um, hopefully we'll, we get back to those days where you know we, we get the bigger crowds so be, to be fair the crowds haven't bad this season we've probably been hitting around sort of 50-60 mark but be nice to get over 100 there for you know for the Wimborne 150 for the Wimborne game and um, hopefully we can put on a, a you know a decent show for them. Well, Paul, thank you very much for your time this evening. I'd love to say that I enjoyed my visit to your ground, <laughs> but I didn't. However, 
My daughter very much did. So thank you very much again for your yeah. hospitality yeah. and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much, Ian. Cheers, mate. And my thanks to Paul for his time. Uh, now, moving on from Gillingham up the road, really, not a million miles away, Radstock Town. The visitors were Almondsbury, Radstock flying high. Almondsbury really, you know, at the wrong end of the table. The form book, Tom, says this game can only go one way. Yeah, well, obviously the form book was done. Like I, said, I think this was probably the, well, obviously, when, when a team scores nine, they probably deserve the, the biggest shout out. But uh, yeah, in terms of performance of the weekend, I think this is right up there, isn't it, for Almondsbury? Uh, falling behind after an hour to, as you say, a, a side much higher on, on the on the league ladder than them. But they, yeah, they managed to hit back and, and take all three points, um, leveling ten minutes from time. Uh, there was a, uh, yeah, pretty 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 special effort from Andy Williams, got them back on the, back on level terms, as I say. Uh, and then yeah, completing their, their turnaround in the in the closing stages, a, a pretty fiery finish from uh, Isaac Flynn, uh, and that was yeah, that was enough for the for the Almonds to to run out two one victors. So uh, well. Really good result amongst uh, what's been a little bit of a tough season for them so far. So, uh, yeah, finished uh, Bradstock 1, Ormonds 2. Excellent stuff. And one final match for us to reflect on in the first division. Sherbourne Town against Odd Down. A six-goal thriller, Tom. How mm. did this one pan out? Yep, talking to comebacks, I think this one probably takes the biscuit, doesn't it? Uh, Sherbourne, yeah, somehow coming back from, from three goals down with about 15 minutes left to... To grab a to to grab a point, unfortunately for Odd Down. Uh, yeah, they well, let's see, must have uh, yeah, must have done something right to go three goals to the good. Luke Bryan, he's uh, yeah, having a really good season, isn't he? He made a made a great start for them, opening the scoring after 27 minutes. Uh, Ash Robinson then doubling the lead before Bryan uh, struck again. Yeah, I think those two goals came in a pretty quick succession, so I think they hit Sherbourne hit Sherbourne a little bit, uh, and that was yeah, three three nil to Odd Down, and it looked like the Bath side were gonna yeah pick up a, a pretty Pretty good result, wasn't it? Where at Sherbourne, that would be nothing to be sniffed at. But uh, yeah, unfortunately for them, Sherbourne, yeah, managed to managed to hit back. They're among the the better attacking sides, I would say. So it's not too surprising that they managed to once once they forced the door open for the first, they managed to push on and get a couple more. Uh, it was Brett Cottrell pulling a goal back with about 15 left on the clock, as I say, uh, and they seem to yeah seem to gain a bit of belief from that, didn't they? Henry Lawrence Napier uh, scoring the second just as stoppage time uh, began. Yeah, so obviously giving them a couple of couple of minutes at the end, and they, yeah, the pressure told, and they managed to, to get a penalty. Uh, and uh, yeah, with the final kick of the game, Anthony Heron tucked home that spot kick, and uh, yeah, managed to, to grab a point for the Zebras. And I think they'll probably, yeah, they'll definitely be the side that's gone home happier there. Uh, Odd down, unfortunately, letting a, a free goal lead slip, and uh, yeah, Sherborne finishing a free all draw uh, at home, and they'll they'll be the happier side, I think. Well, moving on to the fixtures on Saturday, the 13th of November. Um, we'll start off by looking in the Premier Division. Tom, which is, which is your fixture of the uh, of the week? I've gone for Bitten versus Malzor. So we touched on uh, Malzor and their their strong form. Obviously, uh, yeah, they'll be on their travels this weekend, so it won't be easy going to going to Bitten. Who, yeah, um, see, we know them as one of the. On the top side, so I think yeah, it's a good good test for Malzor to see where see where they're at. I think I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I could have gone with Ilfracombe against Buckland. Obviously, that's got a bit of a, a derby feel to it. But I'm going to go for Clevedon Town against uh, Millbrook. We know how well Clevedon have been going under their new first team manager Alex White. Um, Millbrook, of course, picking up that famous victory. Not a, 
not very far away from Clevedon, down the road in Bridgewater. So um, obviously they'll be buoyed um, by by that result. I think this will be competitive and uh, too close to call, which is obviously what we're which is what we're looking for. Um, and what about the first division, Tom? What game catches your eye there? I have plumped four. Uh, Cheddar versus Welton. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, the top two meeting there. Um, if well, Welton go to go to Cheddar and win, I'm not going to say the writing's on the wall, but um, that would be a, a heck of a gap they'd open up at the top, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah, big afternoon for Welton, see if they can potentially be one of the, the tougher tests they'll face and, uh, yeah, maintaining this uh, unbeaten start, which we can still call a start even just as November starts, which is pretty pretty extraordinary. So we'll see how they get on at Cheddar on, on Saturday. And I shall be looking, unsurprisingly, mm-hmm. at the opposite end of the table. Um, Devizes Town take on Bishop's Lydiard with the opportunity of leapfrogging um, Lydiard, um, yep. moving away from the foot of the table, uh, which would be a you know a, a, a huge boost to everybody at the club. So um, I'll be there, um, barring sort of disaster, uh, and that's the game that uh, I will be focusing on on. Uh, Saturday. Now, I will give an honourable mention, just before we move on to the goal scorers, uh, mm. I will give an honourable mention to the fixture that's happening on Tuesday, the 9th of November, um, the Premier Division clash between Bridgewater and Wellington. This will probably have happened by the time uh, that you uh, listen to this podcast, but I know that games between these two sides are hotly uh, contested and uh, it never ceases to amaze me how many people Bridgewater can manage to get into their stadium. So for those chairmen listening uh, to uh, to this, that game is certainly uh, one that's worth um, keeping an eye on. Uh, right then, Tom, uh, we did say that we were going to have a look at the, the goal scorers. So who are top of the pops? Let's have a look. Uh, so, yeah, Premier Division, we've got a three-way tie now at the top of the, top of the table. Uh, a couple of couple of uh, yeah names that have been up there most of the season. Dean Griffiths and Jack Taylor uh, of Bitten and Bridgewater, respectively. They're both on 18. Uh, and the new man has joined them at the top. Uh, I think he got a double on the weekend, and that's Liam Prynne of Tavistock. He's also on 18. So, uh, yeah, those three quite a way out in front, actually, I think, uh, ahead of the next next top scorer. So those three uh, leading the way in the Premier Division. This is uh, league goals only. Sorry, I just prefaced that. Uh, and then in the first, you've got uh, Bailey Croom of Tiverington. Uh, he's on 16, along with Luke Bryan of uh, uh, Oddown. They're both uh, on 16 at the top. Uh, you've got Oakland Buck of Bishop Sutton on 15, and then Cameron Brown of Lebec on 14. So, yeah, I'd say some, well, not not surprising uh, but, uh, to teams, but obviously those not, not banging down the door at the top. So, yeah, it's a good, good spread, I think, of uh, goal scorers in the first. And then just in all comps, so including a couple of, couple of cup games uh, you've got Griffiths of uh, Bitten at the top he's reached uh, the 20 goal mark uh, Taylor and Prynne on 19 uh, and then yeah it's obviously a lot of the, the same names Brian Croom and uh, Ricky Shepherd of Millbrook uh, at him he's on 16 uh, and then Buck of uh, Bishop Sutton as we mentioned on 15 along with Jack Fillingham of uh, Shepherd Mallet so those are the uh, yeah those are the hot shots at the moment excellent Absolutely excellent, Tom. Well, on next week's podcast, of course, we will be hearing whether or not um, Welton Rovers have been beaten for the first time this season, uh, amongst other things, I'm sure. But um, from Tom and myself, you have been listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast.